I'm Tulani O'Brien. Welcome to Once Upon a Dreamer. You're listening to episode three. This is a podcast about dreams, dreamers, and everything in between. If you're keen on living life fully and authentically, if you desire to exist in spaces where your truest dreams are a reality, you're in the right place. We all have names, don't we? Names that we take quite seriously, sometimes more seriously than we need to. But yes, our names are part of our identity, what we go by in the world, what represents our glory, glory in the sense of everything that we represent. I see my name and you think of me and my attributes and the weight of my being, right? Many times we say we're trying to make a name for ourselves. In that sense, it's very much linked with the dream. So then what happens when we get the name thing wrong? I'll start with the story of a man who lived several thousands of years ago. He was born a twin, and based on the circumstances of his birth, he was given a name, which wasn't really a nice name, a name which meant trickster, supplanter, meaning he would always try to trick his way to the top, would try to manipulate his way through people to get things that were maybe meant for them. Before I go further, I would like you to put yourself in his shoes for one minute. Imagine being born, a newborn babe, clueless, not knowing much about existence or what the world means, and already you have been tagged with an identity like that, usurper, trickster, supplanter. I'm sure this isn't really too far-fetched. You stepped into a class, you forgot to greet, you were tagged, disrespectful. You forgot to reply a message, you were tagged selfish, or you didn't share your food. A name was already given based on human judgments that were not based in the truth. And that's the name you then carry and believes your identity. And many times after that identity has been proclaimed, we choose to live up to it. I'm called a supplanter. All right, I'll supplant. That's the only way to go. It's who I am. It has to be who I am. It's what they've called me, so it must be who I am. So we live up to those expectations. We live up to that brand given to us before we could even understand what our lives meant. Think of those names in your life. The tags. Jacob, usurper, trickster, supplanter. What a name. Back to the story. Years down the line, he was asked to take another name. Because at that point, it was time to get the inheritance that he was predestined for. In other words, the dream that he was supposed to fulfill would need him to pretend to be someone else. How relatable is that? Personally, I can relate so strongly to this. And I wouldn't say I've heard it in one particular voice, but it in insinuations, in the things you observe, in the ways that people who are where you were hoping to be, they've had to behave or change and things like that. The voices say things like, Tuluani, if you want to succeed in this space, you have to change, you have to fix yourself up, you have to show up differently, you have to learn how to do this, this and that with other people. You need to learn how to kiss the ring of those who hold the gates because the way you are, it's not going to work well. You need to change your name. And then I'm left with a choice. Do I change my name so I can go in to get the blessing? 
that will propel me to that place I've always dreamed I would be? Or do I go in with my real name and get second best, have to settle for what I could have been? Every time I was given this choice, I went in true to my identity, not compromising, not defrauding myself. Well, no, that's not the truth. I've wanted to please people many times. I've wanted to be accepted in spaces, sometimes not even consciously. Just find myself chipping away at something that's very true to who I am. Just because in that space, to gain favor, I have to act a certain way. You know, it's in the little things, it's in the big things. There are different gradients of it. In some ways, I'm sure you can relate to to spaces where you didn't go in as your true name. You used another name just to be accepted, just to gain favor. So Jacob isn't so far from how we are even today. The good thing about that story, though, is that we can see how it all plays out. Today, it might appear that making that choice to be an imposter, to compromise on things that are valuable to you, um, is the best way to go. Oh, tomorrow you fix it. You tell the truth tomorrow. You do it tomorrow. It's just for now. It's for the greater good. The end justifies the means. We've heard all of that. But I beg to differ. If there's anything at all that we can learn from Jacob's story, it's that you will never stop running if you decide to get that blessing as an imposter. As soon as Jacob's brother found out, he told him, I will kill you if I find you. And his mother, who had suggested this name change, this imposter act, then encouraged him, run, run, go to my brother. The truth about all of this is that when you go in as an imposter, the blessing you get will keep you on the run. Jacob ran from the actions he committed against his brother in the name of striving for a blessing to the hands of the greatest trickster he would ever experience in his life, the greatest supplanter, his uncle. The truth of the matter, in as much as it looks like his uncle treated him badly. If you look at it figuratively, if you look at it symbolically, he ran to meet himself. He was enslaved to the consequences of his own actions. If he had done something small, Jacob reaped it in measures that were torturous. He was supposed to work for seven years so that he could marry the girl he loved, the woman he loved. He ended up working for 14 years and he was tricked into taking a woman he did not even have any intentions for. So he got the one he loved and someone else that became an additional weight, right? It was not his desire, but he was tricked. He got double for his trouble, end quote. He worked hard, faithfully for this, his uncle, but his uncle would not let him get his fair share. He wouldn't even take with things that were meant for him and if not for God's intervention Jacob would have left his uncle empty-handed so it's no surprise that when the time came and he met the angel of the Lord he wrestled he knew that what he received was not really the blessing not yet because you can't get the blessing as an imposter you can't get the blessing pretending to be someone else, pretending to be who God did not make you to be, taking on a name that's not yours. You can't get the blessing. It would always be the blessing and a but. Jacob got a wife, but. Jacob toiled and toiled and toiled, but what did he harvest? Very little. 
he was cheated of the rest. But because he didn't show up in truth, he couldn't harvest in truth. And that's not blessing. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. So we can check that. Where are we showing up with names that are not truly our names? It's no wonder that Jacob wrestled with the angel of the Lord when he got the chance because he knew. He knew it. He was about to confront his brother who he had been running from for all these years and he had to come face to face with the thing he had done when he took another man's name in attempts to get the blessing that was his. It had always been his, but he didn't understand. Before that time, he hadn't understood that coming as he was was how he would have access to the blessing that had always been kept for him, that no one could have ever taken from him through their misunderstandings, through their tags. It was kept safe. That seed of a dream, that seed that spoke to who he truly was and the gifts he had to share with the world. Jacob wrestled all night with God. I don't know, are you wrestling? (laughs) I know I wrestled. If you listen to episode one of this podcast, how did we get here? I shared very honestly, I wrestled. I was like, God, how did I get here? What's, why is my life going this way? I wrestled. I was like, I cannot. At the point it was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm giving up. Then it changed to this can't be it. I was hearing his voice telling me that this is not it. Don't give up. I wrestled. Are you wrestling? I know many people are wrestling. You're looking for a reason to wake up the next morning because this can't be it. There has to be something. I I heard something when I was a child. I felt something. There was a light I saw somewhere and I've been chasing it, but sometimes things obscure it. Things have obscured my vision and I want to get that back. I won't let you go until you bless me. And then the question came, what is your name? Years back, when Jacob had been asked that same question by his father, he answered, Esau. Now, God was giving him another chance, redeeming the time, redeeming the opportunity, so he could give the right answer. The thing about the right answer for Jacob was that it was a shameful one. You asked him, what's your name? And you'd say, it's a planter, trickster. But he came clean. Yes, that's me. That's who I've been. Whether or not they called me is when I was young or not. I have lived a life of supplanting. I have tasted what it's like to be the victim of such supplanting through Laban, my uncle. My name is Jacob. That's who I am. And guess God's reply there. You will no longer be called Jacob. Your name is now Israel. Because you have wrestled with God and with man and have come out victorious. Whatever they called you, whatever identity you have lived by, I change it now. I give you a new name. A new name that links to that dream that was always inside of your heart. The name I always called you, but you did not understand and you didn't know. You are running from me, running your own direction, trying in all your might to get everything your hands could reach because you thought that was the dream. You will no longer be called Jacob. That 
is what redemption looks like. When we get to the end of the dream, when we get to that destination, the person we see there is Jesus Christ. Everything we hope for, I don't mean it in a very vague religious sense, all our hopes, all our dreams, all our joys, all the love and humanity that we dream of in this earth, a world where the lion and the snake can exist together in peace and harmony, where no one is trying to one-up the other and where there's no selfish ambition. Those things exist in the kingdom of God. That's what the kingdom of God is about, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. When Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When he asks you what's your name, don't come and lie about it. Don't pretend like you are a saint. Don't say it's not my fault that this happened. Own up to it. This is what I did. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm not even deserving of anything. But I just come as I am. I surrender. And he will tell you your new name. When he tells you your new name, you will see the dream for what it is. You did not wait for me to draw near to you. But you clothed yourself in frail humanity. You did not wait for me to cry out to you. But you let me hear your voice calling me. And I'm forever grateful to you. I'm forever grateful for the cross. I'm forever grateful to you that you came. To seek and save the lost. If you're listening and you'd be wondering, this is not what I came here for, but now we're here. And you know you can't leave because you're feeling something you've never really felt before. It doesn't feel strange, but it feels like, what on earth is going on? What's going on in my heart? The answer to that is Jesus is working in your heart and he's calling you home. He's calling you back to where you truly belong, where you belonged before you were born, before you were formed in your mother's womb. He's calling you back to that place. He's telling you he loves you and he has kept you safe. The true identity he gave you before you were birthed into this earth, he has kept that safe. He has preserved your dream and he wants you to come to give him your heart so he can give you a new heart, to give him your name, so he can give you your true name to give him your life so he can give you life that is everlasting will you come will you ignore this feeling this truth you're experiencing or will you come it's safe it's safe you'll never have to walk alone again it's safe I invite you to know Jesus, the same Jesus who I walk with, who I serve, who helps me every single day of my life. I don't always get it right. I'm not always clear-headed, but he has never left me alone, not one day. 
morning by morning I wake up with these songs on my heart. I'm I'm here. I'm never leaving you. I'm never going away. You think you're imperfect. They left because you weren't perfect. I'm here. I'm here. I will help you. I will strengthen you. If you want that, just cry out to him. Cry out to him. In your personal moment, I'm not going to interfere with that. I'm not even going to tell you what to say. But just know you can reach out to me. You can send me a message through my website, tolwaniobayon.com on Instagram at Tulwaniobayon or on Twitter at Tulwaniobayon whichever way you can reach out to me and we can talk about this we can pray together if you want that but just know that you're in his hands now you've always been actually but now you're consciously giving yourself over to him and you will fulfill that dream he has placed in your heart thank you for listening in today I'm being very honest I didn't know things would go in this way specifically but I know God knew that and he's in control see you next time